Hi. So if you're one of the tens of people that regularly follow this feed, this is not the first episode of Wake Fans in three years. Uh, this is something else, something a little sadder. Um, if you listen to this podcast, there's a good chance that you personally know John Serpico and myself. And in that case, there's also a good chance that you know our dearly departed friend, Paul Dome, who passed away approximately a week ago. Um, Paul was a fantastic man. We both love him very much. But the reason we're hopping on the mics today is that deep in the pandemic in fall 2020, uh, Paul and I took a stab at recording a podcast. We made a test episode. We never really pursued it because we couldn't quite crack it, mostly because I am not funny enough to keep up with Paul Dome. And I just thought people might want to hear Paul's voice being happy and talking about things. Um, so yeah, so we're going to put that out. But before we play that test episode, uh, Serp, is there any thing you'd like to say about Paul, our dear friend? Yeah, I, I'm frankly just really excited to hear this thing too. Um, oh yeah, that's right. I never told you about this. No, no. So, <laughs> Your podcast fees help pay for the test episode, by the way. Oh, good. Uh, terrific. Yeah, I'm glad, glad my money was put to good use. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I, I Paul, uh, for as long as I've known him, has been not just the funniest person in the room, but also the kindest, one of the most deferential and any conversation with him, whether it is uh, recorded or whether it is, you know, at Bukowski's after a show or in the living room of a mutual friend's house, it's, it's always wonderful. So there is no medium in which Paul uh, would talk and not succeed. So I have always found whether I'm, you know, watching him on stage or talking directly to him that I was just totally engrossed. So any, anything that he, uh, uh, that, that Marcelo, you and he, you know, put to, put to tape is probably something worth listening to. Yeah. So I was thinking about Paul and looking through photos and most people were posting photos of them performing with him uh, through Improv Boston. And I was thinking about it. I actually haven't performed that much with Paul at all, but we hung out a lot, whether it was uh, soccer or the Fluff Festival. We went on multiple trips together. And, you know, we were, my wife and I were looking through the videos. I mean, not the videos, the, our photos. And just like, Every fun time photo, like Paul is there from our, you know, Cambridge Somerville years. And uh, one thing about Paul is that he managed to make, you know, forgive this cheesy turn of phrase. He managed to make the mundane magical. Uh, and in, in one, I got one story that will, you know, sort of bring that out. He, uh, <laughs> Sam and I, my wife's name is Sam, were hanging out with paul and he was going on about he had just bought a dyson handheld vacuum and uh we were like oh that's interesting tell us about it and then he proceeded to do about i don't know maybe like a 13 minute presentation as if he was a a door-to-door salesman including getting a batch of dirt out from outside bringing it into his <laughs> living room and vacuuming it up to demonstrate the power 
of the Dyson. And it was just like a, a little one man show about a handheld Dyson vacuum. And uh, it works because, you know, what vacuums I've only purchased to this day? Dyson's. Dyson. I mean, two thoughts. One, Dyson does make a great product. And two, I I, I think that really gives um, that 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 conversation you had, that presentation you had is a great example of what Paul did just day in, day out. He really did make anything interesting to talk about. He was just so present. And, you know, you feel that on stage when you perform with him. But really, it's like in, uh, you know, the, 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 the memories that keep bouncing into my head are we're somewhere crowded, but it's just me and him talking. And it and all the other noise kind of fades away. Um, and I think that's what he's always been just super, super good at. Uh, yeah. 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 So um, you're what's going to be next. Uh, you're not going to hear the Wake Fans theme music. We're just going to play the test episode that Paul and I uh, recorded. Now, just quick uh, little story about this is that uh, Paul had a specific topic he wanted to discuss. And that was the whole plan that we were going to discuss a specific topic. I think it was kitchen gadgets. And as you'll hear over the 32 minutes uh, that ensue, we never actually got to the topic. And that's not a bit. That's just kind of how the the conversation unfolded. So uh, thanks for joining us. And we hope you enjoy this conversation of talking with our dear friend during um, happier times. Uh, And, you know, you know, now that uh, John and I have found our microphones and figured this setup, maybe we'll record an episode of uh, the proper podcast before too long. So I have um, been doing a lot of shopping. (laughs) Okay. well, thank you very much. And here is the test episode of Inside the Dome. All right. Well, I am Marcelo Alarmo and with me, as always, is the man for every season. Paul Dome. How you doing, Paul? I am doing great. Uh, it is a great day. How are you, Solo? I am also doing great. I went for a run, and I did not run fast, but I ran. So feeling good about that. <laughs> Excellent. I went for a hike in the woods uh, and uh, with our, our friend, our good friend, Mike Morell, and uh, went with his two dogs. And man, just getting out in the woods, getting being around pets, great for the, the mind and the soul. Honestly, I think that my wife would have left me, but for our three pets. You, yeah, I, isolating's hard. I imagine by yourself it's hard, but I, it's also hard with another person. So we always have something to talk about. Here's our here's our new bit that we do because yeah. my wife and I we do bits. Of course. So I would expect now, nothing less. I would expect nothing less. So go for it. So we take our dog Foggy for a walk. He he poops outside the. Other dog will only poop in the backyard. So we take Foggy for a walk. And whoever is trailing Foggy usually gives the other person a heads up when the dog is going to do his business because they can see his butt, you know, sort of dilate, getting ready to... uh, We are getting right into dilated butts. This is a... This episode is coming in hot. Yeah. So whoever's following Foggy... Uh, you know, first it started, it started out, it started out like just, oh, oh, heads up, heads up, you know, a poop's heads coming. Up, here it comes, here it comes. Yeah. So now it's like a whole bit. Whoever's falling behind 
is now the the st- part of this Channel Five Storm Team. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. It's like, all right, we have uh, we have Samantha reporting on the Eye of the Storm. Yes. Well, thank you, Marcelo. Yeah. Now, do you give updates in terms of how close we are to the the epicenter? Like, we are moments away, or like you have, still have time to like go to the store and get water. Yeah, we we do stuff like that. The best is, uh, yep, you know, we we were doing we were doing the bit for like a couple weeks now, and it kind of died out. But then we were walking last night, and we thought we were clear. You know, we were almost home, and then I noticed that Foggy was about to do his business. Yes, and I went breaking news. Yeah, so you know, it's just this fun thing that we do. Yeah, I love it. I love it. And then you also have two cats or one cat. We have one cat, two dogs. So I didn't realize you had a second dog. Okay, that's my bad. Well, uh, you haven't uh, been to my house. I yeah. live thousands of miles away from you now. Yeah, that's right. Are, are we thousands of miles? Let's do a quick check. How far is San Francisco from Boston? Okay, so first of all, I live in San Jose. Okay, well, you know. So, I'm, I'm, all right, I guess I, that was a sore subject. All right, I don't even live in Boston. I live in Cambridge, so I did the same thing to myself. Yeah. You did it to yourself. Okay, hold on. So this I'll put it on Google, Google Maps. The jerk, right? I mean, that's what I'm saying. All right, San Jose to Cambridge. I'm gonna say is what twelve hundred miles? Eight hundred? Eight hundred miles? I'm guessing it's well. That here's the thing. So Google Maps is gonna give me driving distance. No one's driving that far. Come on, Google. But like, they're not gonna give me. You but, know. You know what? Sell the mileage is still the same. Did you know that? No, it can't be. <laughs> well, it's close enough. No, it's it's, it's not going to be the same. It's going to be close enough within a uh, hundred miles, probably. Maybe two hundred. Do you think it's going to be that much less to fly? Ah. These are the questions that people need answers to. I need Google Maps to tell me what's the flight mileage. Okay, so what was your guess again? An air mile, there's a nautical mile, but is there an air mile? Okay, so uh, right now, for some reason, Google gave me a bicycle result, which <laughs> I love that Google thinks that I just like to get it with my bicycle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, I have not touched it since the pandemic started. Really? Uh, I Google thought. is telling me if I ride my bike mm-hmm. and I go by the cowboy trail. See, Yeah. So, it's very important yeah. that I'm taking the cowboy trail to your house from my house. It will take uh, 280 hours and will be 3,356 miles. Well, so that's terrific on a number of fronts. We're going to bookmark the cowboy trail and get back to that. I Googled it and, and for some reason it came up walking. So apparently I have to walk from San Jose. Home. Well, you don't have a bike. It pre-selected walking. I don't. I don't know why. Anyway, walking said uh, three thousand miles. So I was way under. Um, yeah, I didn't realize it was quite that far. Somehow I thought like, oh, to Chicago is only like four hundred miles. I think Chicago is more like eight hundred miles. I don't. know. Yeah, and Chicago is much closer to the it's East like Coast a, than it is to California. Yeah, it's like a third of the way there. There's, yeah, it's the. See, look, I grew up in Chicago, and you always felt like every airplane flew into O'Hare, so Chicago must have be, be geographically in the center of the U.S. 
It's not. I mean, you're you're taught that as a young age. I mean, you're like, isn't where the the two railroads connect with the Golden Spike? Isn't that near Chicago? Ooh. I don't think so. I thought the Golden Spike was out in California. Folks listening that are history buffs, we apologize. We're getting a lot of stuff wrong, but you know what? We're having a great time doing it. So I don't know. I just know that Chicago is big for like shipping and distribution. And I th- always thought like, oh, it's in the center of the U.S. Of course, it, it isn't. And in fact, Dallas, look, I'm going to go on a rant here. I was always very proud that, Uni- <laughs> that United had its hub at O'Hare, right? There was a lot of pride that like, oh, yeah, this is, you know, O'Hare is where it happens. And Chicago is the city where, you know, you fly into O'Hare to get to Chicago. So, I mean, yeah. I mean, I don't even leave O'Hare when I visit Chicago. It's so happening. It's, it's happening. Everybody's, <laughs> everybody's talking about the buzz that is O'Hare Airport. And then they room, there was a rumor, this was like in the late 80s or early 90s, that, that United was going to move their hub to, I think, Dallas. And that was like, I was heartbroken. <laughs> I was heartbroken that, that, that United could be so cold and callous as to move their air, you know, their, uh, you know, airline hub. headquarters, headquarters, hub. right. It was a hub, but truthfully, Dallas is probably more, I don't know, Southern wise. It's more in the center of things, but whew, wow, that we really got into it. That was just figuring out the distance. Now, can we go back to the cowboy, tra- the cowboy trail, which there's so many questions I, I have to ask about one does this trail, how far does this trail go? Uh, okay, so I uh, I just Googled Cowboy Trail. First yeah. result, the Cowboy Trail runs 195 miles across northern Nebraska, following the old Chicago and Northwestern Rail Route. So I guess it's, uh, people would walk their cows near the, Near the train tracks? That seems not safe for the cows, mm-hmm. I gotta say. And how come the cowboy trail is only in one state? Maybe uh, maybe it starts in Nebraska? I no. I, I don't know. Right of way. It's letting me know what the right of way is. It's located in northern Nebraska. Yeah. I would just, why do I have a non You know, I'm gonna go back and see if I have a non-cowboy trail option. Well, to I'm, bicycle to your house. I'm looking at bikes. Mine says, mine says via the cowboy trail as well. Via the cowboy trail. This is like a big trail. It's a big deal. By, by the way, the turn by turn instructions to bike <laughs> from Cambridge, Massachusetts to San Jose, California is incredible. I mean, we, there are a lot of instructions. Which, Look, I just want you to know at some point you need to turn right on Jackson Valley Ranch Road. Okay. Okay. Great. And will, will it be clear when I get there? I don't know. But then, real quick, yep. after that right, yep. 300 feet. So it's coming at you fast. Yep. Slight right on the Clear, clear Creek Trail. Yeah. What's interesting is there's a section, and maybe this is what it is in Nebraska, where you're on a trail that you make no changes. I, I like zoomed in and you don't make any changes. There's no turns, whatever. It's all, and maybe that's the cowboy trail. It's the longest stretch of the whole, the whole trek. Like, I wonder if I switch to car, is cowboy trail an option? I'm going to see. <sighs> I, I, no, I'm going to say it's no. not an option. I, I bet I'm going to, yeah, no. And I already feel bad for the cowboy trail. Like somehow 
I've grown attached to the cowboy, the cowboy trail here. You know, you put a lot of emotional investment into things like the cowboy trail in United. I feel like that's not a healthy way to go. I don't know. Doesn't the cowboy trail sound interesting? I mean, it, look, this is the same thing as like riding in the like Orient Express. You know, look, you're talking to someone who just recently rewatched City Slickers. So, uh, so there we, I am all yeah. about cowboy stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Does it hold up the way you thought it was? Thought it was. Okay. So here's my question to you. Yeah. How old do you think the characters are in City Slickers? Oh, well, the question is, are we older than Billy Crystal in City Slickers? I don't yeah, think that is the question, but we're close. Cause uh, he's celebrating his birthday. That's like the thing. And they gift him the, uh, you know, they gift him the trip to the ranch. So he's, so it's right there exactly how old he is in the beginning. 40 or 50? He's one of the two. He turns 39. The- and he's like having a full-on like meltdown about his life. Ugh. Wow. Wow. That just sucked the air out of the room. <laughs> sucked the what? air out of the room. Really? He's 39 in that movie? Yeah, he's thirty nine. He has, he's his character's thirty nine. He wasn't thirty nine when he made the movie. Right, right. He's got like two. Uh, he's got a teenage daughter, maybe a preteen son. Yeah, kind of junior. He's like, oh my life, I'm trapped, and I, who I'm now older than he is. Yeah, yeah. I have, I don't feel like that at all. Yeah. Other than it would be nice to plan a fun trip with. Mm. Uh, but so this brings me to something else, Paul. Yeah. Okay. Like, you and I are friends, and (laughs) we've done, what would be our city slickers trip? Because I was thinking, like, you know, I don't want to drink every night. I don't want to go to Vegas. You know, Mm -hmm. I don't want to gamble. I mean, I... I, Um, What's the city slickers for, like, us right now? I I have something that instantly came to mind. Okay. I don't know if it's a great suggestion, but it's the first one that came in, so I'm going to share it. And that is, we go dog sledding. <laughs> it's have you ever been? No. It is cold. Have you done it? Apparently you have. So I have. I've been to Alaska. Uh wow, my right. wife is very good at planning trips. Yeah. So we've been to Alaska and we rode in a dog sled, but it was just like you visit the kennel. So now what we would be talking is we'd be talking like a dog sled trip, which not but this we wouldn't spit. I'm feeling like we'd we'd go to a lodge and we'd like go out for the day. We come back and they have like chili and a fire and like good beers and then we go to bed. Like you know, we're, we're not like going out into the Yukon for several weeks. Okay, so you don't want to do our own mini Iditarod. I don't think we need to do the Iditarod. We did the urban Iditarod in. <laughs> uh, so I feel like I feel like we just this is this is dog sledding, but like the day trip version. But we stayed okay. Lot. Yeah, so I don't have any thoughts that don't involve just like chilling and drinking beer. I was trying to think like, what is I like? We could go to fantasy baseball camp, I guess, but I'm not that into baseball. Well, I'll tell you, I have thought about going to spring training at some point because I've heard it is really great. Um, the challenge is, well, maybe this would work for us. I, you know, the Red Sox are in Florida, right? They're in the. Yeah what the 
Grapefruit. Fort Myers, I think. They think they're in Fort Myers. But the Cubs are in the Cactus League, so they're out in, what, Arizona? So I probably would want to go to Arizona, which is actually easier for you to get to. But people say that. See, but that's still, it's still something very static. It is static. You know, like City Slickers, they're like on a, they're like every day they're doing something mm-hmm. and not just like watching something or consuming something. Right, right. Hmm. So I was thinking some kind of sports camp, like we could go take tennis lessons, go to do tennis drills or golf drills. I've gone uh, off vacation and it was okay. It was the best part was with my dad and brother-in-law, but like the instruction was sort of like, meh. It would be cool to go to like one of these uh, race car places where like you learn to drive a race car. Or what if ride around in a race car? That's option one. Or I think it'd be kind of cool to like train with like, I don't know if we'd a, a major league baseball players and learn how to like hit like a, you know, hit major league baseballs. I don't know. Does that sound lame? That sounded lame when that came out. That's, that's fantasy baseball camp. That, that exists. That's definitely a thing. Okay. Okay. Let me throw something out here. All right. What if we joined some kind of tournament for which we were not at all skilled at. You know, like we find like the biggest invitational ping pong tournament and join and just go get smoked and have a good time. Like we know we're going there knowing we're going to get obliterated. Here's the thing though. Yeah. Here's here will be our emotional journey. We'll be like, yeah, it's going to be a gas, right? We're going to go. We'll wear matching outfits. We'll talk lots of trash. And then we're going to get smoked. Yeah. But there's going to be a point. Where we think we can actually do it? Yeah. Oh, yeah. And we will contemplate having some sort of training. Just, it will be humorous, but deep down we know that like, yeah, but we should probably train. Yeah. But, you know, we don't want to totally embarrass ourselves you know so i see it being like it's a gas is a gas then it's like one month of intensity yeah followed by abject humiliation mm-hmm. and and great and great photos on the way home right exactly yeah mm-hmm. yeah this is good yeah um i'm trying to think if there's anything else that would that would be up there for me um i was thinking of some sort of like I don't think I'd ever want to go scuba diving because I don't want to go underwater so far that it gets dark. Like that's, to me, that's terrifying. Dark water is, I don't like it. But snork- <laughs> but snorkeling, I'm all for. Oh, oh, wow. Yeah, that would be, that would be totally fun. We, we went to Palau, uh, which is a, has the second largest reef in the world. Don't even know where Palau is. Is that, is that in Guam? So it's a small island in the Pacific. It is uh, east and south of Guam, I believe. And uh, it's very expensive to go. But there was this weird thing where uh, using frequent flyer miles from Guam, it was like a very cheap domestic flight. And I was like, well, heck yeah, I'm going to spend all this money to go home. I'm going to go to Palau. Yeah. And uh, we, we were like the only people there that didn't scuba dive. Oh. And we just did a lot of snorkeling trips and it was super fun. How do you take a boat out snorkel? That, that's actually a great idea. Then people always like drink in the, uh, it's not a lodge, I guess it's not a lodge. It's, uh, the dock, I guess there's always like a bar in the dock. 
Oh, there it is. I'm, yeah. I'm looking at it right now. It is in the middle of nowhere. Yeah. It's a... Yeah, look up Palau jellyfish. And I, I swam with those bad boys. I mean, I'm looking at Google Maps. Google Maps is getting a lot of play right now on this, on this episode. By the way, sponsored by Google Maps. Yeah, right. Um, I, I am continually reminded about how in the middle of the ocean Guam really is. It's, it's, yeah, it's quite remote. I mean, I knew it was an island in the Pacific, but as I'm looking at it, I'm like, holy crap. I mean, that's way out there. But that's where you, you, that's what, that's like your home. That's like, yeah. home you. All right. Palau Jellyfish. Palau Jellyfish Lake Tour. Yeah. Uh, is that what I want? Oh, boy. I mean, you just want pictures of Palau and Jellyfish. Whoa. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's incredible. Yeah. That's a lot. That's a lot. Okay. So a- that's going on the list. That's clearly going on the list. Um, so that'd be okay. So I think uh snorkeling trip, mm. I guess whitewater rafting would also be a thing we could do. It's like yeah. an active thing every day. You know, like, like, grill every night. Yes. The grilling part sounded great. The, I feel like whitewater <laughs> Water rafting sort of feels like, I don't know, it doesn't feel current and, and like exciting. You know, like it's sort of like, oh yeah, people did that 20 years ago. Like it does, I mean, I'm sure people did snorkeling fit for many, many years before that, but I don't know. Whitewater rafting doesn't, doesn't hold me. Look, there have been lots of movies about whitewater rafting and the only movie where people ended up not dying at the end is Race for Your Life, Charlie Brown. Mm-hmm. And that would travesty if people had died in that. Yeah. So I'm with you that it sounds something that like maybe is not for us. Yeah. It just doesn't have quite the ring to it. Um, All right. Well, we've got some good, we've got some good, good things. You know, we've spent a lot of time in this, this episode talking about um, sort of these trips and travel and so forth. I did want to talk about something completely unrelated, but I wanted to check with you and see if you had any, any more sort of gas in the tank on this sort of tr- travel uh, discussion. Oh, oh, well, well, let's see. Let's see. No, I think we, I think, so I don't think we found the ideal thing because because no, going to Palau would be very expensive. Yeah. But, I feel like I feel like we can work on this, take this offline and work this idea out some more, yeah, figure out what we're going to do. There's more stuff to work on here. And Hawaii has great snorkeling, too, which is not isn't, of course, nearly as far. Um, oh, man, I got family in Kauai. We can go to Kauai. Done. There it is. See, look at that. We've solved it. Uh, all right. I mean, there's so much I want to talk about Kauai, but we'll we'll stay on point here. I wanted to. So talk- the thing about Kauai. No, just <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> no, 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 no. I'll just, just be a jerk. I've been to Kauai and it was amazing. And w- I'll tell you this. I didn't realize that Puff the Magic Dragon comes from Kauai. Yeah, sure. He's from, he's in Hanalei Bay. You can see him. Hanalei Bay. And in the song, they say Hanalei, but it's actually Hanalei Bay. And I saw him and I took an air, uh, a helicopter ride around the island, like every tourist does. And I'll tell you, I thought Hawaii was going to be kind of cheesy and maybe and touristy. And maybe it is if you go to like Maui or Oahu, right? But yeah. Kauai was spectacular. It exceeded my expectations immensely. 
Oh, it's it's beautiful. It's I've been going there. My dad's sister live moved there from Guam, yeah. so I've been going there. I don't know every couple of years since like nineteen eighty eight. Whoa. Yeah, well, it's halfway between the mainland and Guam as far as travel goes. Okay. So when we want to get together, we usually get together in Kauai. Wow. Yeah. I, th- this is fascinating. I'm not, you know, all I was thinking about was how O'Hare was the best airport because everybody flew through O'Hare. And now you're talking about meeting in Kauai. This is, look, I'm broadening my world here. This is excellent. Did you Did you hike Waimea Canyon? No, I did not. Oh, I got to go. Gorgeous. It's like a it's like a mini Grand Canyon. It's great. You know what I've never done? And this was in this is in Puerto Rico. And I'm sure there are others. I've never done one of those like phosphorescent bay, the bioluminescent bays where like you swim and the algae like starts to appear and like glow. Have you heard about this? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've heard about that. Yeah. Does Hawaii have anything like that? I'm asking the whole, you know, the Hawaiian expert on the phone who does, you know. I do not know. Okay. Uh, you're supposed to be able to. We weren't able to do this at night, but the jellyfish, uh, jellyfish snorkeling in Palau at night, if you can, if you can get a reservation for that, is supposed to be uh, somehow luminous. I don't know if you just if it's because off of flashlights or the jellyfish light themselves, but yeah, I, that's I'm, the only one I can think of off the top of my head. We weren't able to do that. We went during the day, but it was still amazing. Yeah, yeah, I would do that, but once we get down into like scuba where like you can't easily come up for air and it's dark i'm out i'm out there's too much going on down in the ocean that we don't know about that like no way i mean we've seen every scary movie about people going where it's dark underwater nothing good happens nothing happens after midnight and nothing good happens in dark water that's what i've always said yeah you know we were just uh, Sam and I were just talking and she was saying how we we're talking about how the governor of California is thinking about throwing out down a curfew here. Yeah. Uh, which fine. But yeah. like, I'm not going out. But, yeah, I'm not going out anyway. But I, I definitely like what good happens after 10 o'clock anymore. Like when you're like 20, everything. But after a certain age, it's just it's just a. Uh, yeah. You don't need to be out that late. You don't need to be out that late. And you certainly don't need to be out that late during a global pandemic. Who's out at 10 o'clock? Unless you you are an essential worker and you're like coming home from working a shift somewhere. Yeah. But I don't know who's going to, no bars are open. If there are, they shouldn't be. I don't know. Um, We only have a few minutes. I don't even know if we need to get into my topic. We've really killed it. We've killed it on travel, and this all started about just like walking the dog, and we really went somewhere great. So maybe we'll just—I'm just going to hold this idea uh, for you know for a later episode because you know I don't want to—I don't want to rush it. It's too good. It's too good. Now, here's a question. Let's 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 end on this topic here. Um, you and I estimated you were closer. I was erroneous with my estimate of distance from Cambridge, Massachusetts to San Jose, not San Francisco. Um, I'm curious to know the distance to either Palau or Guam from Cambridge. 
Oh, gee, I I would have no idea how we could measure that. Um, We'd have to go to Google, and Google has flight. There's a little... Oh, yeah, but... I guess you could look at the flight. Well, there's no direct flights. So let's see. So it's, it's I mean, 3,000 miles to go cross-country. And you said it's halfway to... Bet- uh, Hawaii is halfway between Guam and and the Bay Area, right? I don't know if it's geographically halfway, but for flight-wise, it's the most logical... It's an eight-hour flight from Guam to Hawaii, and it's a six-hour flight from Hawaii to the West Coast. So it's roughly halfway. So okay, so let's say okay, so let's say it's a cross-country flight, right? Cross-country flights, three thousand miles. Three thousand miles, and then another two plus cross-country flights. So let's maybe it's right, but you're shooting. So let's say it's a. and you got I'm going to guess. This is okay, here's, I have a guess. I have a guess locked in. Look, I think it's at least another 3,000 to get to Hawaii area from the West Coast. Yeah. Because it's a six-hour flight. I'm just assuming distance is about the same, right? And then it's probably tw- 10 hours, maybe 12 hours. Are we saying Palau or are we saying Guam? We're saying Guam. Oh, Guam. Okay, so I'm going to say it's 12 hours from Hawaii. Guam to, so six is 14. It's 14. It's not 12 hours. I told you it's six plus eight. Nah, I'm still, I'm going to put my money on 12. Can I still put it? <laughs> I know what you said and I know my math, but I'm still staying with 12. Um, I'm going to say it is, ooh. 20, 21,000 miles. Oh, okay. All right. I was just going to go, I was guessing 9,000. All right. So I just Googled distance from Guam to San Francisco. I did that right. Three to this West Coast. Oh, I I overestimated. And then. Yeah, I think you overestimated. Three to Hawaii. No, I want, I want uh, 11,000. It is, oh, we're both off. It's, <laughs> oh, come on, Google. It's 9,331 kilometers, which I now need to convert to miles. Why, why are they doing that? You, you well, I to... guess it's an international distance, I guess, but Guam's part of the U.S. Yeah, but come on. I mean, what are we, you have your set to metric? Come on, Google. Okay, so we were, it's roughly, it's roughly two cross-country trips. It's 5,800 miles. To Guam? Yeah, from San Francisco. Well, I was thinking from Cambridge. Oh, well, I don't know. I don't live in... Okay, hold on. Well, so that's still okay. That's another 3,000 miles. Okay. This is... This is from Guam to... I'll I'll say Boston, because I don't know if they'll recognize Cambridge. Yeah. This is a riveting episode for everybody. 12,800 kilometers. Okay, and what... Well, kilometers, so... Probably more like 10,000. All right. So that is almost 8,000 miles. Mm. I think what this shows is that America is bad at teaching geography. Uh, You are absolutely right. We have concluded this by O'Hare Airport and by Guam. (laughs) By Guam. Palau, you never even heard of it. Didn't even know of it. Never heard of it. Doesn't exist. 
Yes, it does. <laughs> well, well, we've quite literally covered a lot of ground there, uh, Marcelo, and maybe we'll li- leave our listeners uh, for that uh, with that. So, uh, if you're listening, you know, brush up on your world geography because you never know. You never know when these questions are going to hit you, and you want to be—you feel like the smart person in the room. What do you? Okay. What did you fell down? Where did you just go? What were you doing? You were you were googling something. No, no, I was pausing because it seemed like we were done. Oh, I all right. I thought, I thought there was going to be some sort of wrap up, and you were going to, and yet you got sucked into like, well, how far is Palau from like Mel, you know, Melbourne or something like that. Well, I was thinking now would be a good time to do the credits, and then I realized I don't know what to do for the credits. So, sure. yeah, sure, yeah. Well, we'll we'll add those in afterwards. This is all going to be edited out anyway. So, what do we care? Yeah, it's probably going to stop right when we were like, "Hey, look up how far it is to Guam." Yeah, right. Because I'm not sure. How... So, well, we'd have one listener by that point, and we would want to let that person go. All right, I'm going to stop recording.